welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast. It's me, Matt. Hello, it's me, Chris. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, and that's it today. There's no no special guest today. It's just me and Chris, old school styley. Uh, and we, we we picked a film that we kind of been skirting around for a while, haven't we? Really, we've kind of done Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and we've talked about this film in other podcasts quite a bit, but we've never actually done this film, which is, as the title of the podcast says, it is Justice League, right? Justice League. Here's the trailer. <laughs> For it's not me. You're the Batman. They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. again just like a bat i dig it maybe temporary is it is this dawn of justice then that was batman v superman wasn't it no this is Justice League. They kept it to just two words, uh, so oh. it's quite easy for everyone to follow. But, um, to be able to. <laughs> just, just following up on what you said pre the trailer there, uh, yeah, it's one of those movies that as everyone's talked about, or well, everyone still does talk about because it, it's yeah, it's never it's never going to go away, is it? This one because until the 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 famous or infamous release the Snyder cut. Uh, is done and dusted, and we are potentially going to be getting that now from what people are saying, and I think that's mind-boggling. Yeah, that's but definitely true, yeah. Um, it's, like, uh, some, I've seen, uh, I follow Zach Schneider, and there's um, he's released like a couple of steals from you know newly created footage and stuff. So, well, I'd love to talk about what potentially that might look like later on in the podcast. But first, let's yes. do 
the plop synopsis because that is the yeah, format the of the podcast. So, fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of a newfound ally, Diana Prince, to face an even greater army. Ooh. So, yes, um, those of you who listen to our um, Batman and Superman v Superman podcast v. will know that we, v, yeah, the, the dawn of justice, will be aware that we, we didn't particularly enjoy it or it, there was bits of it, as always, that worked and a lot of it that didn't. Yeah. And so this, this definitely follows on in that sort of, in that vein, isn't it? It's, it's quite... Um, well, it follows on directly, right? It's like, uh, it, it, it pretty much bookends straight away afterwards. There's not a lot else that go that appear, there doesn't appear to be much in the way of passage of time superman is dead because of you know death and although they do kind of ignore the fine the little bit of dirt drift right they kind of ignore that that dirt drift happened and oh is this the bit after at the end of batman v superman yeah because they you know they cut to his grave and it, in his little dirt as a little wibble didn't it <laughs> right yeah so they yeah. kind of ignore that that happened and they just gone with he is pure dead, just absolutely dead, dead. Couldn't get any deader than this, dead. Um, and, and Batman in this is um, is real cut up about it, despite the fact that until the last two and a half seconds of Batman vs Superman, he he wanted to kill him himself. <laughs> and then, but then they had the same name, Mum, and realised that they were the best buds in the whole wide world ever, 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 ever. Um, yeah. Until that point, yeah, he, he, they weren't best buds. Um, but yeah, he's he's probably cut up about it he, you know he looks quite teary it's an odd one this one i mean i've got very few notes because the, the <laughs> notes that i wrote down on this movie and i've seen it about two or three times i think i've watched it first when it was first released sort of either on sky or on netflix or something a couple of years ago it. when they were, you bought it i bought it oh my. my wife tutted at me when i bought it <laughs> <laughs> i bought it and she went what have you done that for i'm like I'm interested in seeing because I didn't see it in the cinema, and obviously it had been poorly reviewed, and I wasn't a big fan of Batman versus Superman. But then I thought, oh, you know, I've got to. Because, but I did like Wonder Woman, which came out the same year, right? So the Wonder, yeah, Woman, was good. Yeah. Wonder Woman was really good. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna give it a go. It, it's probably better than a lot of people say. But <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of Aquaman? Aqua. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I'm gonna, we can like dance around this again. So um. Like yourself, this is possibly the third time I've watched this. Um, and I had an argument with what I forced watching this because she declared that she'd never seen this before. And I know I forced her to watch that, this film, at least <laughs> at least one of those two occasions, probably both. Um, so she's like, I've never seen this film. I was like, you have. It's just that, it's that banal that you've just wiped it from your memory. You just don't remember seeing it. It's like, no, definitely haven't seen it. And she had a bit of a tete-a-tete. She was like, and then she accused me of watching it with another woman. <laughs> oh, God, not that again. <laughs> those things go. Um, <laughs> um, and um, then I had to make my mind. Did I watch it with another woman? No, pretty much. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Matt, that's a hot date, isn't it? That is a hot date. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Which... I'm going to have a torrid affair, it's, <laughs> it's going to start off with Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Um, but this, well, I suppose what you're getting at is there's, there's nothing memorable about the movie. Yeah, I mean, and it just kind of just merge into it. And obviously at the time when this came out, like I say, we'd had Batman vs Superman, which wasn't great. Uh, 
at all. We had one woman was was good, but then three of the other main characters, we were the only thing we'd seen of them is um, what we'd seen in Batman v Superman, right? It's just a weird mm. kind of. Um, was it like found footage CCTV files system kind of thing? A very lazy plot developing. Yeah, yeah. It was like process. fast forward, quick. Let's let's catch up on ten years of Marvel films by finding a file of other things. Um, and so you know, of the main characters we um, introduced to, we didn't know who three of them were. And subsequently, since it has been the Aquaman film, which wasn't terrible, I didn't hate that film. Um, it, suffers like it. From, it suffers from some of the same problems as a lot of the DCEU films, but it was good. Mm. And I think, and I think because of all the multiple viewings of all the DCEU things, coming back to this film again, it actually made it a little bit better this time out. Because it's almost like I'd watched it in the right order then. Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So you've established yourself with Batman, you've with Superman, then you've seen Aquaman and you know the, the Wonder Woman thing, and then you yeah. can watch this movie and feel a little bit more sort of au fait with the characters and a little bit more sort of uh, at one with the universe because it's a bit of a pants universe. I mean, I think I think for, I've never been a, a DC fan to be honest. I find most of the, the superheroes and the characters in it just a little bit full of themselves in a way. Um, but in terms of the cast, I think there's a few issues with it for me. Ben Affleck, obviously we know we talked about last time. He's, he's, he's a decent Batman. I think he still does a decent Batman and a decent Bruce Wayne. And this He's like chiseled, uh, old and you know, he's been doing it for 20 years. He's, he's, he's a bit kind more of, sort of zowie Batman in this, isn't he? He's a bit more zing. Yeah. A little less sort of dark and broody and more of a kind of, you know, knock around joke Batman. Yeah. Still a bit bland. Amy Adams does a good job, I think. Gal Gadot, we've established, um, is quite capable of pulling the Wonder Woman character off and does it justice. <laughs> speak. Um, I've got a real, I've got, I've got a real problem with Ezra Miller. Um, oh, really? Jason I Momoa. Yeah, no, I don't like him. Tell, tell me, tell me about your your Ezra Miller oh. issues. Well, just. As a person, as an actor, I just don't think, I don't like him. He's got some suspicious um, offset and private stuff that is suspicious in terms of his behaviour and some of his just, I think he believes in himself far too much. I think he's full of himself, to be honest. And I think it comes across on the screen. I mean, I guess he's directed and he's given the scripts and everything. And I don't think it's his fault entirely, but uh, I think he's a lame, I think he's a, he's a lame Flash. I don't know what Flash is supposed to be. I don't really know the point of Flash. But um, for me, he's just not the right. I yeah, think it needs. Obviously, this is, is a bit of comic relief, right? But um, oh, it's a bit weird, weirdly unbelievable character because you know he's got these amazing superpowers, and yet sort of zero kind of you know personality. <laughs> well, no, he's, and no he's, confidence. He's, not no personality. That's right. No confidence in himself. Right? He's not aware of what he can do yet, I guess. That's the thing. But he can run really fast. And when, when he does run really fast, he runs really, really weirdly. He's got this very long, elongated, weird run. Yeah, and it's going fast. Yeah, but it looks <laughs> weird. Anyway, we'll talk about him later uh, if, we've got, if we've got to. Jason Momoa, I really like him. Uh, he's great as Aquaman. Funny, good bit of casting for me. I, I'm sure you'll have an opinion on that. Do you? 
Um, yeah, but this is what I was talking about earlier, because if you actually, and the thing is, the reason we probably like this is because of the Aquaman film, because if you actually look at him in this film, he gets like three minutes and maybe about five speaking lines. It's not, he's not hugely featured in this and doesn't have a, a massive arc. So I yeah. Think, you know, a lot of the love for Momoa has come from his standalone Aquaman film, which you can then, you know, this film kind of sucks up some of that, like a little weird leachy sponge of a film <laughs> and it kind of sucks up a little bit of that goodwill that you've got and you know and i imagine if you know the, the wonder woman 1984 is it called 1980 something whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah um you know if that's good then it'll suck up another little bit of that as well like see see we were good we were good um but yeah no he's he's, he's great right he's that bat thing kind of a running joke was good like that that was funny yeah beer swilling he's the thaw of the piece right he's kind of oh yeah yeah definitely what do you think of ray fisher ray fisher is cyborg or victor stone as you as you would uh, call him if he wasn't cyborg <laughs> if he wasn't cyborg we'd call him victor stone. um it, it was a strange character in this and i think um a lot of the contention over this the, the snyder cut is over kind of his arc i think there's a lot of it that sort of centers around him in this film yeah it's sad because he's got nothing. He's got nothing to do. He got well. He, he comes to it late, as you say. We don't see any of his development or growth as a character. Learning to live with himself. It's just he's just stuck in a room, looking out the window with his hoodie on. It's it's really. Why does he wear a hoodie? This is actually one of my notes. Why does he wear a hoodie? <laughs> Especially indoors, if he's not going. I mean, I can imagine him wearing it on outside. But when he's indoors, looking out the window, or just sat at home. That, yeah, he could just be. F- but he wears the hoodie in like two or three places. Like, like you say, he goes outside to disguise himself. I have to say, if you're going to put a hoodie on, you might want to put some gaffer tape over the red shining light from the middle of your chest because, yeah. you, hoodie or not, it's a bit, you know, obvious <laughs> that you're not entirely normal. I don't know if that's word you can describe a, a half man, half alien cyborg. But yeah, he's not. It's a shit disguise, is my point. You know, all he needed to do yeah. was a thick black shirt on, and, and and then he'd be all right. Then the, another time he's wearing it, it's like is is after they've been Justice League in. You know, they they've been on a battle together, and they're in the Batcave, and he's somehow he's found his hoodie, <laughs> and he's got it back yeah. on again. And well, it's like, why, why? Well, you didn't notice, Matthew, in the Justice League bits, he he had it wrapped around his waist, so he he had it on. <laughs> It was just a bit hot in the sewers. He didn't oh, need it. Fucking hell, it's hot down here. <laughs> I'm going to take this off and put this over here. Make sure I don't lose my favourite hoodie that much. The, the problem with the cyborg is I'm I'm too much used to um, Teen Titans Go, watching that cartoon and the film, because he's he's hilarious in that. The characterization <laughs> yeah, of him is... boy to turn up, right? <laughs> he's brilliant. But yeah, the voice acting on uh, Victor Stone in that in those movies and that cartoon alone, because my kids love that cartoon, yeah. um, is it's so funny. But And so this to see this version of, of Cyborg, Victor Stone, was a bit, a bit sad. Jeremy Irons, I'd like to say, does quite well. And I remember talking about him last time. I, I do enjoy Jeremy Irons doing a very different take to Alfred, someone who's completely capable or uh, not capable, but, you know, bossing Batman around and basically having a little bit of one-upmanship against him. Yeah. Um, but then it all, you know, Diane Lane is sort of phoning it in. All the stuff with the um, the Amazonian women, the 
are they Amazonians, what are they called? They are the Amazonians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was all brilliant. I liked all that. that uh, those little set pieces with the, those sort of, that army, I thought was really nice. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's me. I didn't know uh, J.K. Simmons was in this. I forgot about him as Commissioner Gordon. But J.K. Simmons, what do you want to get in every single film there is made, or what's his? What's his? I mean, as as um, you know, a wonderful trivia question. He is. It's good, isn't it? Because he's in this as Commissioner Gordon. He was in the original Spider-Man. Well, original Spider-Man. Jesus, sort of like the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, and now he's back in the new Spider-Man. J. J. Jonah Jameson. There you go. Sorry. That's right. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any other one else that's sort of. Oh, um, the other, the other sort of interesting geek fest sort of trivia is um, uh, the Flash's dad is Doctor Manhattan, isn't he? Billy Kudrup, yeah, yeah. The CGI has has been lambasted as being quite poor, um, and when you've got your sort of main big bad as a as a big CGI horned creature, then it has to be good right did you think mm-hmm. the cgi in this film was good i thought it looked a bit like a computer game it's fancy computer games where you get the cut scenes inside you know it's, it was fmv wasn't it that's what you call it um for yeah, me it was, it was bad i mean when you compare and the thing is you can't help but compare this film to infinity war right because it's got roughly the same plot um it's mm. got kind of the same character i mean i I think potentially Joss Whedon stepped away from having Darkseed as the main bad character who was, who was coming back for the Zack Schneider cut, apparently. Because yeah. if you look him up, he does look incredibly Thanosy. Now, there's this obviously throughout the history, DC and Marvel have quite openly stolen ideas from each other going down the line. Um, and I, I don't know which one came first, so I'm not going to get into a nerd fest about that. but to have two films launched so close together, which have very similar plots and incredibly similar looking big bad guys, then I can see why Josh Whedon maybe took this decision to step away and step towards <laughs> step <laughs> um, Because I, I think, yeah, two ball bag chinned kind of uh, big bad characters would be bad. And just the CGI and Thanos as a character it's just amazing, right? It's just like how they've managed to capture Josh Brolin in Thanos. And, you know, he's not just a one-dimensional, which Steppenwolf is entirely one-dimensional as a bad character. He's just, I mean, as a bad guy, bad character. He just literally turns up, wants to destroy the world. We've not given any reason for that. It's just he's a bad person and he wants to destroy the world and he wants to collect his infinity boxes. Sorry, uh, they're not the infinity boxes, but they look incredibly infinity stony, right? Um, he wants to collect them and... No, I said that's exactly what I wrote down, Matt, uh, infinity boxes. <laughs> yeah, it's infinity boxes. Uh, and I put the infinity boxes play Lord of the Rings because that's kind of the uh, the start of it. The, uh, instead of the elves and dwarves and man, you had... Gods and God. God, yeah, and is, uh, uh, can I? Can, the three infinity boxes were split up, uh, so to speak, uh, and so the the aqua people, the aqua people, put one in the water, and the Amazonian people they put one in a sort of bunker, and then the English men people they or the men they buried it in a hole, <laughs> yeah, in the ground. 
And weirdly, it was the one in the hole they found last. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it that I'd missed this the first time around. They dug a shallow hole and put the box in it and then yeah, said, the voice oh, the that goes that, like, the tribes of men got together and decided to hide it so that no one would know where it is, right? There's like 80 people stood around this hole. <laughs> like, I, there's at least 80 people that know where this fucking box is. Really slightly hidden. A, like, as you point out, in a three-foot dug hole. <laughs> well, they they put about as much effort into it as you would do if you buried the you know the the, the house goldfish that had died. Um, <laughs> it's about the same about the same amount of effort has gone into burying this box. Yeah, they've gone. They've obviously told the other guys, so they've they've got around after the battle. And to be honest, you know, the people of Man. I don't know why they were given a box because you know the rest of them were quite flashy and can do shit. And then they went so. We're gonna go bury our box deep within the seas and guard it forevermore. And they're like, "All right, okay, yeah, you, uh, you know, um, Amazonians, what are you gonna do?" It's like we will build a special bunker and forever have an army poised at its tip to guard it from anything. It's like, okay, what about you, man? Oh yeah, it's something similar. We're definitely gonna, <laughs> we're you know, we're gonna. No one is gonna know where this box is. You wouldn't be able to find this box for level money. And then it, what they've done is they've gone back. And they've taken bids from local contractors about um, infinity box hiding, and um, they've gone with the lowest bid, haven't they? And <laughs> yeah, and they just got some uh, some blokes to dig a, a small a small <laughs> hole and throw it in. Box boxhiders.com. They were like the worst. <laughs> they weren't even on checker trade. They were just basically some bloke and someone knows down the pub. And it, the best thing about the CGI in this film is that um, it doesn't even lull you into a false insecurity. It hits you in the opening, before the opening credits, with some of the worst CGI face that anyone's ever seen because they have like a small clip it of Superman talking to a, a young uh, starry-eyed fan. And um, this is obviously after Henry Cavell's gone off to start making another film where he needs a beard. And they've CG, famously CGI'd off his beard his moustache, yeah, but have made him look like a completely different human being in the in the process. Yeah. Well, this is the famous moustache gate, isn't it? This is uh, he was filming. Was it M- Mission Impossible? Maybe potentially Man from Uncle. I don't know. Man from Uncle, one of the two, and and yeah, so he had a lovely homegrown moustache, and so yeah, that is the weirdest top lip I've ever seen. We've got my main, my main issues with this, obviously, as we talked about already, is that it, it's not had as, as much time to sort of establish itself, and yeah. therefore it falls always falls short because you know, this isn't this 10, 10 years or even more worth of, of, of storytelling behind it. But they could have started that. You know, they didn't have to. We didn't have to have this movie. We could have had you know, a meeting, a meet and greet of these characters. You know, we could have had. They didn't have to go and. Bunk their load to get <laughs> to get it out so quickly. They could have taken some time, and I just yeah. I, don't, I don't understand what the race was all about. I mean, the, the, there are loads of silly things that happen in the film that make you think, oh, and there, I mean, there are silly things that happen in in the Marvel movies as well, and in movies yes. in general. But they're usually silly for a, a reason, or there's you don't care as much because you're just invested in the in the people. So when I see you know, Lois Lane and uh, Diane Lane, Martha Kent, 
in, in, in the office having a conversation, which is quite clearly she makes two cups of coffee and there's no coffee in these cups <laughs> at all. Because if they're acting, they're, too, they're concentrating on their lines, fair enough. But this is another bugbear of mine. There's, the way they, they drink out of these cups and the way they hold them, they're just empty props. And it just that wound me up. And so I'm away, I'm pulled out of that scene because of the empty coffee cups. Yeah. And she's, she's quite clearly stirring nothing. <laughs> this is this is Martha stirring an empty cup. You know when they talk about the the, the insane amount of headbutting that goes on because why why when they choreograph a head a head a headbutt sorry when they choreograph a fighting scene insert headbutt here it's just like oh it happens so often that you just think oh headbutt 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 they're just continuously walking around headbutting each other it's so ridiculous it's like, an, it's like a Glaswegian pub at turnout time <laughs> it's just loads of people running around headbutting each other <laughs> but the other thing as well is that the, the evil plan to, to do what, what I mean plan? it's it just was... another, they, they're basically in a, an old European town city where which has a family living there one family right <laughs> yeah i mean the fact that they that they spend so much time establishing that there's a there's a family in this well i, know, I guess it's not a lot of time but there's key scenes where we go down on ground level oh let's see it from the human's perspective it's like no let's not because it's stupid it's yeah. like they're hiding in the bath there's all these alien flying insect people hovering around outside this house while they're you know, bordering up. It's like, they wouldn't give a fuck if they were there, would they? They would just carry on trying to build the yeah, bad what's the, stuff. What's the point in trying to kill the single family when you're going to turn the whole planet into a, uh, a like a primedial ooze, I think is what they referred it to, of his original planet. I mean, it doesn't sound <laughs> like, I mean, even an estate agent would have trouble selling the primedial ooze planet. It's, all, <laughs> it's got lovely views of a, a primordial ooze. You, from here, you can really <laughs> see the ooze. Um, you can really smell the primeval of it. It's, no, you wouldn't. You'd, no. You'd, you'd land and go, well, this is actually probably, if I'm honest with myself, an upgrade from primordial, <laughs> primordial ooze. <laughs> and go, well, I'm going to just take over this world and then, you know, use it rather than just, no, I'm going <laughs> to turn it into a swamp. It's stupid. <laughs> It is stupid, and and the, even the, from the the way that the the ooze, because we're going to we'll refer to it now, it yeah. is moving around. It's it's got. It's just what's the purpose? What's the plan? All this establishment right at the beginning, which is very Thanos, isn't it? It's like he goes from world to world, planet to planet, fucks it up, comes away, and it's just that's boring. Um, you know, psychopathic megalomaniacs are, are quite interesting if you give them a bit more of sort of a floor. I mean, the floor of this guy is his basically what he's made out of, which is shit CGI, and, <laughs> and there's the, nothing the, else. Is the premise then that the reason that he decides to, you know, do this now rather than the last week, the week before, is because Superman is dead. Is that the is that like the tipping point? Is that what's meant to have happened? It's like, oh, Superman's dead, so there's no one around that can kick my ass. I guess so. And turn it back into ooze that planet. And if yeah, that's the case, maybe. why didn't he do it? Because Superman's only been knocking around the planet for like 20, 30 years, right? Tops. Well, probably actually, if we're following the DCU timescale. He's actually only been like exposed for what three years top. Yeah, yeah, Why exactly. Why did he do it before yeah. then? Well, it was stuck. His feet were stuck, so there's plenty. I mean, his, the <laughs> ooze like, was holding him back. I'm going to be right with you. <laughs>
We can't keep talking about the bad stuff. I suppose I would like to I try and... one f- more bad thing. That really yeah, go on then. Me. So the, go on. Um, the kind of first Justice League uh, set piece where, uh, and again, this is another sort of jump. And, and uh, to be fair, like, like we said, you can kind of, if you watch a Marvel film, you can kind of pull apart the sort of silly plot twerks and stuff. And that's, you know, that will happen. But um, if you've got enough good stuff, you ignore that bad stuff. If you've got too much bad stuff and you can't ignore the bad stuff, right? So um, mm. they, they meet Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon shows them a map and goes, I have no idea where these guys are. And they all go, oh, he's, he, they're over there. <laughs> like literally over his shoulder, he looks over his shoulder. And they're going, there's, there's no correlation between any of these points. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's over there, mate. But <laughs> they all point to that deserted towerette behind you um and they all go down there to have a, a bit of a, a ruck um it goes a bit wrong for them and, it, and they kind of stuck at the bottom of the big sort of tunnel thing um and then, and they kind of have to then cling to like batman's vehicle while cyborg drives it to sort of rescue themselves from the water whereas not two seconds ago these fuckers were running around on the walls jumping 40 foot into the air batteranging themselves around really nearly, then all of a sudden they can't, they can't do that anymore. Just yeah. to try and introduce some form of peril. It's false peril. Yeah, and Aquaman could, you know, even when Aquaman turns up, he, he hasn't, doesn't feel like he's fully, he's not there as he's half-heartedly he's stopping like, oh, the water. Oh, oh, God. And it doesn't, it's when, poo when, in this water. <laughs> when, um, when that bloke, uh, Flash guy, when he is, Going around the running around in the cylinder thing, and then he, he falls yeah. over. Batman sort of helps him up or something, and he's like, "Cheers!" It's like, "Well, you just fucking fell over." <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's not a four-year-old. <laughs> oh, my knee, my knee, my knee. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's 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 so much wrong with it. I know in Batman's vehicle, he he's calling for it, and it, the thing's so fucking slow. It's like a crap. It's like the the slowest sluggish thing it's like oh i'll be there in a minute <laughs> and it's just got was it like a four-legged spider machine or something isn't the it crawler the crawler i mean oh it's even God. sounds slow right <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, crawler. like uh, alfred bring me the crawler and alfred goes oh i wondered when he was gonna ask and it's like probably because like because it's gonna be fucking hours <laughs> you may as well call an uber mate because from where you are i can see from the map there's three ubers near you that will get to you quicker than this fucking crawler will. Yeah, Even God. the crawlers in the next tunnel for some bizarre reason. When they are trying to get out, and even with Cyclops can't even boot this thing up, can he? He can't even make it into a superpower crawler. Cyborg? It's, yeah. He said Cyclops. Did I? Fuck. Forging slip there. He's got Cyclops. Bonado, so oh, oh, God. <laughs> um, well, that just goes to show, doesn't it? I haven't got a clue what I'm fucking talking about. Um, anyway, yes, let's try and find something good about this film. Right. There is, there is enough about this film. It's quite clear of the switching styles because uh, the opening kind of few minutes, and that is really the opening kind of few first few minutes, kind of has, you know, a lot of Schneider about it. Um, and if anyone isn't aware, so Zack Schneider started making this film and then tragically his daughter died. And obviously that put his perspective somewhere else and he didn't finish the film off. Joss Whedon then took the film over 
um, decided on a few rewrites. Although it does say it was only in post-production, so it's interesting to see how, but apparently there's a completely different film out there, which is what everyone's banging on about the Schneider cut. Um, mm. So, but only the kind of, the only sort of Schneider-ish moments are in the first few minutes where, you know, Superman's dead and you get some slow-mo racist action, uh, which is kind of very typical of, uh, of, of Zack Schneider's style. But after that, it does kind of tend to end, you know, ebb towards more of what you'd expect from um, Josh Whedon, apart from the fact that it's shit, <laughs> which is what <laughs> you don't normally expect from Josh Whedon. So that was um, odd. But um, it does, it, apart from the CGI, it does kind of look pretty, right? It's everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shot well, framed well. The, the thing I do like about the DC films, I do like the uh, music idents. And I think we've mentioned this before. So it's very clear, you know, the music's really kind of, it does get you going. And, it, and in a way, the music is actually far superior to, to, to the action that it, it foretells because, you know, you go, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. And then nothing really happens. I can't really tell you anything I enjoyed about the movie, which is a shame. Um, Not one which was, thing. Not really. You're, you've touched on a couple of things about how it's shot and, and stuff like that, but it's vacuous, isn't it? There's no, it's empty, plodding, and even if I had watched the Snyder Cut or the If This Thing Exists, how long is it going to be? And well, why? Is, so, the, the, so a little, uh, it's, it's now going to be a mini series. Um, it's going to be on like H- HBO, something. someone's picked it up. Um, and it, it, they've been giving it extra money to do some actual reshoots because that was always the problem with this Schneider cut is that you know they could release it but it, it wasn't going to it's, there's not enough of it out there to complete the film kind of thing um, and so they've actually given them um, him some money to, to actually finish off like uh, some of the CGI and stuff so yeah it's actually going to be a mini series now so they're going to intercut the main body of the film in with these extra scenes. Yeah, it's, it, from what I can hear, what I've heard and read, it's, it's almost a completely different film. I don't know. But I, I just... I, yeah, the thing is, it's like, right, and people go crazy. Oh, I kind of see this Schneider cut, right? <laughs> oh, you sound just like us. <laughs> what do you want to see? Oh, it's so bad. Um, he fully directed Batman vs. Superman, right? That no one got in on that action. And that was uh. fucking awful, right? So I don't see why <laughs> people think... Like, it might be good, because, you know, some of Zach's um, Schneider films, earlier films, have been brilliant. Um, but it, it's, it's got a 50-50 chance of being both shit and both good. It's, you know... It, I don't understand why people assume it's going to be brilliant. I don't understand. Maybe it's just hope. Maybe they go, oh... Because, I mean, it must be horrible if you are, like, a massive DC fan and, and these films don't really serve your fandom justice as much as you, you know, your Marvel fan friend over the road is like loving life, walking around in his Thor t-shirt, and then you're kind of hiding in the darkness, you know, cradling your Aquaman doll. It just means that, you know, uh, there must be this just a, a real desire for it to be good with no real evidence that it, it, sh- it will be. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. If you, you're, if you're a DC person, and this is this is your thing, and this would be a really difficult series of movies to get into. And you'd want, I mean, the thing is, we know that fan people, fan boys and girls, mainly men, I think, of a certain <laughs> age, are 
are devoted to just the their cause and 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 and, and willing almost at their keyboards for things to happen and and most people uh, you know would just move on i mean if something doesn't doesn't work for you you know, just wait a couple of years it'll be redone and hopefully they'll take on board the, the you know the, the mistakes that that's been made because everything's rebooted so quickly uh, and rewritten and you know you always find something to that you will enjoy with your university even if it's like a really absorbing computer game like you yeah know, I don't you, know. you don't have to force fun into it right you don't have to pretend that it's brilliant so the schneider cut miniseries comes out and is brilliant and uh, you know met to rave reviews and it makes sense and the cgi is perfect and you care about the villain which you have to these days you care about the villain and you care about the heroes and you want everybody to kind of work it out in a, in a weird way but obviously ultimately defeat for the bad guy um if that's the case then this film just kind of has to be expunged from existence right it just becomes a weird little oddity Hey, Matt, do you want to hear some Twitter stuff? Yes. Well, I did ask the question this afternoon. I realised I left it very late for people to actually engage with us on Twitter. But nonetheless, we've got a couple of comments. Um, so Troy Osborne on Twitter said, the worst Flash in existence, which <laughs> I've, I agree with completely, as you can imagine. I didn't know what existed before, but I realised that this is the only Flash that I know. And it's not good. But Matt, Matty and a bit of a rant here. Hey, where to start? It's hard to remember anything from the movie as it was so shit. However, that Superman having a, <laughs> however, that Superman having a race with the Flash is pure cringe, and uh, the mental family living in the nuclear bomb testing area question mark and Superman pushing their house along the ground out of danger sounds mental. Just verbalising it, Matty didn't like it. I don't know if you can tell. Um, but yeah, that, that, nice of them to get in touch. So thanks, guys. Um, but yeah, we, we're kind of agreeing with us in terms of uh, where this movie's going. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think I'm, and then, and maybe you know just to free up the Snyder Cut, give the Snyder Cut a free run at the world. Is that if we keep this film in the bunker, then then there would be the only there'll be only one cut out there of the Justice League, even though it's in a miniseries form, and that's that's a good thing in the world because no one needs two cuts of the same film. I think George Lucas proved this with his many many fuck ups of the Star Wars film. Please don't. That's that. That's that's a podcast in itself. One day, well, one day I think we may we may have to do the Phantom Menace because it's just uh, just for the fanboys and for me to get it all off my chest finally <laughs> as a full, um after all these years. Um, but yeah, okay. So we can wholeheartedly agree uh, that this Justice League is is staying in the bunker, and we're praying to the Snyder gods that uh, he gets to do what he wants, and and we get a decent. He gets his dream or his visualization out for everyone to see, uh, at yeah. least. If it's good, nice, right? if nice it's good, first... yeah. It'd be good. It'd be good. It'd be good, right? It can't possibly be bad. Be I mean, he's never made a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a review. It, we, we had a look through. There's billions of 10 out of 10s of uh, people trying to review bands we may have to drop this feature for modern films i think anything made after 2010 we probably won't yeah. be doing it because it's all basically review baiting right it's all yeah tens for tens reasons um this one's just i liked it <laughs> any 10 out of 10 that's, that's the title i liked it it's <laughs> not a 10 out of 10 right 
you know, right. it wouldn't go. Well, someone, I enjoyed this. <laughs> someone goes, oh, how was your how was your dinner? And you go, oh, I liked it. Can you, <laughs> could, could you give me a rating? Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's kiss. You wouldn't fucking. It doesn't. It doesn't go together. I liked, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> it's like if if someone said like after sex, sexy time. <laughs> How was that for you? <laughs> I liked it. Like, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't expect to see a ten out of ten review. No. Profile, would you? But I'm not sure if that's out in the works in terms of. Like, I, I, I imagine that's the way it goes, right? Mwah! Ten out of ten. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Um, anyway, there's more. Um, honestly, everyone complaining about the CGI visuals and stuff. Just same up tight. Like, I don't get it, lol. I thought it was fun and funny. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. There you go. 20 out of 41 people found that useful, but yeah. He liked it. He liked it, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> this just sounds like I, I would be brilliant to say to someone after sexual intercourse. How, how was <laughs> that for you? I liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think you've found it. Was have you fun been... and funny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, have you been speaking to my wife? What's <laughs> my wife been talking about? Even the um, rest of it. Uptight. Like, I don't get it, lol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't Thank you. Me. Thank you for your time. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think we need to find a pure, uh, like, cleanse ourselves of DC and, and of all kind of superhero stuff for a while. Okay, so... Next film will be a film. Well, next podcast episode will be either a film. Well, it will definitely be a definitely film. A film, right? <laughs> uh, we might have a guest. Um, we do have a guest lined up. When that's coming off, I do. I couldn't tell you, but anyway, wait and see. That's the yeah. beauty of this podcast. Um, but yeah, you can get involved in all the normal things. So go online, go to Twitter, go to uh, all the social media channels. Get on there like us and get involved in the conversation that we're having. If you like the podcast and you haven't yet rated us and haven't rated us on any of the platforms that you listen to us on, because there's a few out there, write a review uh, as well, because it always helps us, you know, climb the ladder in terms of the deluge of podcasts that are out there. And, ah, we're motivated. We're motivated to, to serve you. Also, we've got Patreon and we, you can buy us a, a virtual coffee if you like, just to help us support us, put this podcast in your ears every week. Um, and the website address, Matthew, this is your bit. Oh, uh, well, clear my throat. <clears throat> com. Oh, your time to shine every week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you grab it, grab a star, pull it close. Um, so until next podcast, I think this is probably the most, the best outro I've ever done. Yes, you nailed it. Don't wit her on. Just leave it where it is. Say goodbye. I can't. Now I've got to go off on one. <laughs> <laughs> Something's like missing. I'm saying goodbye. Bye. I'm saying yes. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> bye. Bye. And so yeah, that is the weirdest top lip I've ever seen. Yeah, it just looks like a, he looks like I'm the guy from Vacation. Hold on, let me give me two seconds to find out. Right, Ed Helms, not Ed Helms. Um, da, 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 da. 
One second, please, listener. <laughs> one listener. One second, one, please, one listener. Uh, not vacation. What's the other one? Ah, oh, meet the. Meet the. Oh, oh meet the. Meet the. Meet the. Uh, meet the. Oh fuck. Uh, it's got Fit. her in it though. No, it's got Jennifer Aniston in it. What's the Jennifer Aniston one? Meet the turnips. I think if you write meet the something in it, you'll probably find it, won't it? Meet the, it yeah, begins with T. It's got that wheel guy in it, he gets his dick bitten. We're the Millers. Oh, that's it. The guy that he ends up looking like. God, this is round there. Jason Sudikis. Jason Sudikis. Jason Sudikis. Rewind that all the way back. Sudikis. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so basically, the CGI has just made him look like Jason Sudikis. Because <laughs> 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 that stupid laugh. I'm going to have to keep the rest of that shit in now. You absolute moron. <laughs> <laughs> right, fine. Well, there we go. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. No, I'm not going to do it 